Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning. This podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. Hey, Jay. Hey, Q. Hey, I was thinking about something. Okay, that's dangerous. I know. Things explode when I think about things. <laughs> Hard. I'm like, I'm like, uh, tel- I have telekinesis or pyrokinesis. You have telopyrokinesis. You have accidental telopyrokinesis, which is when you think about True. stuff, whatever you think about then explodes. Exactly. Which I try okay, not so to I'm have not gonna, you think gonna, about s- me that much. I was about to say, I'm going to stop thinking about you. Okay, and, good. But I was... I was tingly. thinking about the fact that we... Well, that has nothing... That was you thinking about me. That's called... Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> um, Perfect. We, uh, we recently went to Ocon, right? Yeah, we did. And it was crazy successful, and I want to talk to you about it. But okay. I have a question that's really been, like, on my mind since that point. Okay. So we were there, and we were there with all the artists, right? And right. we were there as kind of an artist. We were. We so, like, were podcast row at the con. Yeah, we were there. So as... as uh, podcast artists and at the con does that make us con artists um i i don't like think that- i was really disappointed that we didn't give anybody the boston cream pie you know what i'm saying that was like a real that's a really difficult maneuver you got to like you do the setup and then like uh, i Q- come through 2 weeks later with a pie q i don't think you tr- i don't really think you know what a con artist is or the, or the texas hangem high you know what I'm saying? Well, no. That's where you come through. You come through first, and you take our table banner, and you wrap it around their neck, but then I act like I'm saving them. But, but listen, for a Texas hang them high, we don't, we don't even have access to a dead vulture. Like, but, this is not we, – and we can't take those into the con. Uh, that's, not what, that's not what a con artist is. But we're high-five the podcast. That's no, what we can do. You're thinking of a confidence artist. We were a convention artist. They're different. Mainly, the main difference is that no one has confidence in us. Oh, that which makes is, a lot of sense, actually. Which is a big problem. Perfect. So, Thanks for clearing that up with me. You're welcome. High five? Yeah. Perfect. Should we high five? High five! High five! High five! High five, high five son! Woo! High five! Don't leave me hanging. All right. Well, I'm glad you cleared that up. That was bothering me since we left Ocon. I thought maybe we were going to be uh, the subject of a movie soon because we had really pulled some great cons. I mean, at it, the con. Okay. Here, here's the thing. I, I, I very much back up that we were great at Ocon. I mean, it was amazing. We met a lot of people. It was a lot of fun. Um, and but now it does help me explain why you were talking about the grandma's knuckle the whole time. And I was like, yeah. I don't know why he wants to find an old person with a bag full of like frozen yogurt and potato salad. But now it makes sense. If you were trying to run a con at the con, I, I, I'm connecting the dots a little bit. I'm connecting was, the you, dots a little bit more. Do you know how 
much pieces of costumes I took from people. I conned them out of. How much pieces of costumes? Yeah, I just have pieces. I didn't get full costumes. (laughs) I just have random things. I have like a Fallout helmet. I have. Wait, did you steal the Fallout helmet with our sticker on it? No. That was supposed to go to other cons, man. Oh, it will. (laughs) (laughs) Just with us. We're going to make other people wear it. Yep. Not even Fallout costumes. It'd be like, hey, you look like a great Batman. Put on this Fallout helmet. I have some She-Ra, like, arm gauntlets. (laughs) I have have, uh, Planet of the Apes feet. Just but a foot, just one. Right. Well, the other one is not a Planet of the Apes feet. It's one of those. Did you see the big ink creature? I have one of their oh, giant man. feet. Oh, man. So I have one, the I have one giant foot and one ape foot. I have She-Ra gauntlets, and I have a Fallout helmet. So what I'm, what I'm hearing. I'm high five guy. <laughs> I was about to say, you're just going to be cosplaying as Okan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> At exactly. other cons. Yes. Yeah, They're going to be it. like, what are you? And I'm going to be like, Ocon 2019. This is a character of my own creation. It's Ocon 2019. <laughs> it's a character of a whole bunch of other people's other creations. <laughs> oh, man. But, man, how much so it, fun was Ocon? Can we like, start amazing. there? Yeah, let's talk about it. So, for those who don't know, Ocon is stands for the Omaha Expo Convention. Right. Or and- Omaha comic expo uh, yeah yes uh, the o yes the omaha comic convention expo or O-con- it's, fa- o- it's fair that expo. we're confused about it because it did take place in iowa right so it's the omaha comic convention expo taking place in council bluffs iowa correct so which which i will say didn't hurt it at all no no it, was a big it totally felt like omaha while we were in council bluffs i you know i traveled across the country to be there and i couldn't even tell a difference Exactly. You were like, oh, cool. I'm, I'm in, in Omaha. Omaha. And I was like, well, technically, Council Bluffs. And you're like, oh, I was okay. Like, Shut <laughs> up, Q. Thanks a lot. So we were there. This is their fifth year. Um, this is our first year attending. Right. So it was really the first year that mattered. Right. And technically, and, you know, we're still shout out to Ocon. Uh, we should have been used more in your promotional material because we are high five. You were using high five. As your fifth year kind of like credo, it was I, a match made in heaven. There was no reason we shouldn't have been all over those banner ads. Sure. It, it should have just been called High Five Con. Ocon. That wouldn't five. have been. Yeah. High Five Ocon High Five Con. Colon the con. <laughs> 2019. 29, see, uh, it, it just rolls off the tongue. It's so easy. It does. Um <laughs> but it was an amazing con. The people, all jokes aside, the people who run the con, all the way from the top guy Matt, all the way down to, to the just littlest the people, of guys like us. Exactly. They everybody was so amazing. We had such a great experience. Uh, particularly, we'd like to give a shout out to a couple people: Iggy, uh, Iggy. With Project yeah, exactly. Nerd. With Project Nerd. And Gallo, who also works yeah. for Project Nerd, uh, but was running kind of the, the con as a floor con manager. This guy this guy was our floor angel, is what he, he was. He really was. He saved us immediately on our first day doing load-in at the con. 
he came to our rescue. We went to the back uh, delivery door uh, as instructed. We were holding and like our bags of stuff to get the table set up and to get we ready. We look like the kids who missed the bus on the first day of school. Because and, like, we missed just the bus to Ocon. Exactly. And we just walked up and we're all sweaty and we're just like, I don't know where to go. Where's have... my classroom and locker combination? I'm scared. And... Uh, we get our badges at the table and we ask the nice people who are managing the table. We're like, okay, so we're, you know, we're in podcast, uh, podcast row. Where, where do we go? And they just kind of looked at us and they're like, I don't know. And all of a sudden we hear the voice of an angel and he says, Hey, are you guys going to podcast row podcast alley? And we're like, yes. And he said, Hey, just come with me. Follow me. I'll take you. And we hopped on his shoulders like, like a, a luck dragon from... <laughs> I was going to say, he was our con Sherpa. Oh, perfect. He just rode yes. on his back. I imagine it better. I think Gallo would like to be pictured as a as a luck dragon I for like Never that Ending better. Story. So yeah. we all hop on, and we ride through the convention center area, and we're up pumping go, our fists Gallo, in the air. Go, <laughs> go Gallo! Go! Yay! Never Ending Story. That's exactly oh, how it was. And so uh, we made it. We landed safely right in podcast row. He showed us to our booth. Um, and that is where our con experience started. So it started with the generosity of a stranger who would soon become not a stranger to us. Oh, man. And Gallo stopped by like all the time. He was like, hey, guys, need anything? Can I get you? Or just to shoot the shit. It was awesome. It was oh, amazing. So the whole Project Nerd crew was awesome. But we met some other great podcasters. You want to tell us about that? Oh, yeah, man. Okay, so everybody who listens to the show, if you if you dig what we're doing, go over and look up CF3. It stands for, what is it, Cult Film Fans and Fines. Yeah, um, Film C- Fans Fines. You, CF3, you can look them up. They were a couple booths down from us in Podcaster Row. Such a great group of guys. And so if, if you like what we're doing, go give them a check out as well. Um, but, man, we, we just got along great with them. They kind of showed us the ropes on, well, here's how to run a panel or here's what you should, should do to kind of help set up your booth. And uh, and we were both pretty new to the process. It was their first year at Ocon 2. But, man, those guys were awesome. Love their stuff. Love what they're doing. They gave away, what was it, like $1,000 worth of Legos? In Legos, yeah. That was awesome. They Their, their giveaways were great. It was. It really was super, super great. Um so we met them, but aside from the the professional side of things, we met the most amazing fans that so, we've have the joy of coming in contact with. So there's there are, there are many things that Q and I enjoy, uh, and, and Q, I know there are many things that you enjoy. We enjoy watching movies. We enjoy you know playing in the backyard. But one thing we really, really <laughs> I was love, hoping you were just going to repeat watching movies over again. <laughs> I love You're watching like, movies. You really there's so many things you like watching movies, movies and and like seeing films. Watch, yeah, going to the wa- theater. Uh, right, exactly. Uh, playing in the backyard, watching theater. Um, right, <laughs> watching no. theater in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things we truly love is to see fivers out in the wild. And the last thing I expected, I'll be honest, Keith, the last thing I expected was to travel all the way to Omaha and to have someone come up and be, I listen to you guys every week on the way to work. And right. that blew my mind. And we had a handful of people do that. And it was so much fun to actually see Fivers in the wild who did not know we were going to be at Ocon and then just stumble upon us. 
Exactly. Do you want to give a shout out to some of these people? Should we? Oh, of course. Of course. I mean, one of the first ones we met, uh, Sarah, if you're listening, Sarah B out there, you know who you are. This is a shout out for you, Sarah B. You know who you are. Sarah came up to our booth and was like shell shocked. She's like, I didn't even know you guys were going to be here. You're like, this is like meeting a celebrity. And we're like, well, of course it is. Settle down, Sarah. Right. but no, it was because we're amazing. so we're so famous and cool. <laughs> but all jokes aside, it was great. I hope you're listening on your way to work right now, uh, Sarah. We love seeing you out in the wild, and we hope to see you at the next cons we go to. Uh, but but yeah, Fiverr in the Wild was awesome. We um, we had uh, one of our winners. I actually ended up meeting up with PostCon because uh, for those who don't know and who weren't at Ocon, we were giving away every day of the con. We were giving away a VHS prize pack. Now that's not just a VHS tape no, prize no, no, pack. No, 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 no. We're giving you the technology as well. We're giving you a VCR. Fully and functional. F- fully functional and five. Count them. One, two, three, four, five. And that's because we're high-fiving that. Is, of course. Yeah. You get it. You guys okay. get it. You I mean, guys get it. Yeah, you, you, you get it. You're, you're there. Uh, you're with us. We give away five VHS tapes. So we were doing that every day of the con, and we would have people come sign up. They would like us on Facebook, and then we would uh, uh, alert them around five or so the first two days and around two the third day and one of our guys darren J, who i'm i hope is listening to this episode come amazingly on amazingly nice you, you amazingly you nice a vcr guy. darren you better be listening <laughs> you better be listening to this um darren was a super nice guy but he had already left the con and so i met up with him later in the week to give him his prize pack he was so stoked and we're actually going to be sharing some pictures from our social media so keep your eyes peeled for that we'll share some pictures of darren and i uh exchanging gifts um it was it was great and i think we've got some shared currently of another winner of ours yeah if you actually were following along via the con then you saw this picture um but elizabeth s and her dad ryan s they came by our booth uh, every day, and we loved talking with his family. They were so nice. They would dress up. At, uh, Their whole family was so cool. It was awesome. And they and Elizabeth ended up winning, and it was her like very own VCR, and it was great. So we've got pictures of her up on the site. But but uh, Elizabeth Ryan, your whole family, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for being new converts to the Fiverr family. Um, we can't we can't wait to keep you around. So. Outside of that, and outside of the amazing people and personalities that we met at Ocon, we got to see some of the coolest and most creative oh, holy, costumes. Holy crap, man. The, okay, you knew going in that the cosplay aspect is one of my favorite parts of the con. Yes. I love the passion involved. But more than anything, I love when people go beyond just buying a suit or like sure. buying a costume from, from a store. Now, that can go a long way if you're like a Spider-Man because who's going to make a personalized like spandex Spider-Man suit? I get it. Exactly. But like for me and our family, I know you know this cue, but every Halloween is a big thing for us, but we make all of our costumes. So we don't just go buy, you know, like a bell gown. We go try and make things like from thrift store clothes or from like uh, borrow bins that we can get or anything where we can actually construct a costume. And so seeing people do that, like with foam rubber and pe- like there was a Master Chief from Halo that was so Holy detailed cow. that I, I thought it was like a big metal suit of armor, but it was just like foam rubber with lights embedded in it. And it was incredible. It looked incredible. Uh, we saw uh, the Ink Monster, Ink Monster from, is it Inky? It's is Bendy. That- 
Bendy. Okay. Yeah, and it's like I think the the character's name is Ink Bendy or something like that. Okay. Because it's the version of ben, the Bendy character when he gets covered in the evil ink. And that's dude. from a video game. Yes. A bit. And it looked amazing. And the person who was wearing this costume was in character, like, moving like them. Like the herky-jerky the whole- movements the whole time. But, Q, you actually got up close to this character. And oh, you were man. telling me that they're, the suit, not only was it just black, but it had, like, puffy paint on it to make it look right. and feel inky. And wet, it kind of looked permanently Ugh. wet, and it was like textured. It looked amazing. I was so incredibly impressed. I think we've got some pictures of it in our uh, album as well. Yes, on um, our Facebook. A lot of people, if you follow along on Facebook and you've seen our album from Ocon, some of these will be you'll, you'll recognize some of these. But like, I think we have a picture of the kingpin up there. Yes, there. Okay, yep. there are a handful of costume types that I love. I love when people go full out and you you know, don't even know there's a human in there like the bendy inky bendy sure. but when people use their own like well I look a certain way so I'm going to do certain characters like I look like kingpin so I'm going to make the best kingpin costume ever or I look like John Hammond from from um Jurassic Park so I'm going to make the best John Hammond costume exactly. you can ever and find. that John Hammond was fantastic and it's like the the costumes aren't he spared super no complicated. Nah. But that's the thing. It probably was super cheap. It was like a white shirt, khaki pants, a paperweight on a cane. The end. For sure. And it was it awesome. Perfect. It looked so perfect. And I agree. And we had some people stop by. We now, you know, we joked about it at the opening, but we have a gentleman in a Fallout costume who is now rocking as part of his helmet. He has random stickers on it. He allowed us to put a high five the podcast sticker on it. So, so now high five we've got some pictures the podcast of, exists in the Fallout Apocalypse. It's official. It's official, guys. We're in canon. We're we're just like Nuka Cola, except better. <laughs> and more delicious. <laughs> Man, I Nuka Cola sounds sketchy. Right, Every time I does. play that game, I'm like, I'm not sure I want anything named Nuka. I don't want to drink that. No, I don't want that anywhere near my face. Um, so we had an amazing time. It was great. We have talked at length and we're definitely talking about doing more cons coming up. Uh, yes. It was such a great experience. We're thinking maybe we'll do a con a quarter, possibly. We're going to try to, guys. So, out, we're going to look out the logistics. I would like to suggest if anybody has a con in their town that they would like to see us at, anybody listening right now. Shoot us a message. Shoot us a message on Facebook. Shoot us a message on Twitter. Let us know the name of the con, when it's going down, and how badly you want us to be there. And we will do our darndest to to see if we can't get out to some of these. Yeah, we're going to be looking around. like We're looking at Atlanta's and St. Louis and Kansas, Kansas City, City and Nashville and Omaha and, and, and anywhere around in there. We're kind of looking for ways and places that we can go. So we've got our eyes open, guys. But if you want to send us some... You want to help get us connected to people who can get us there, then we're on board. Totally. And we will make it happen. But and you so, can and you too can sit in we haven't even talked about it, the high five living room. That's what I was gonna say. It was like we're not done talking about the con yet, because we've got panels that we that we were a part of. We've got the high five living room. Guys, if you didn't see the pictures, what we did <laughs> is instead of actually using our con booth as a con booth, we just created a living room and had movies playing twenty four seven. 
Exactly. And so you could come by and sit on the love seat. You could get a drink. Bro, you could watch the old 80s movies on the VCR. Bro Thor came and hung out for us a while. With for a, a, while. a while. in the He booth. brought his Mountain Dew and his big belly, and it was great. I kept asking him where Korg was. He didn't he know didn't, what that he was. Didn't know. Yeah, he was <laughs> thought I was crazy. He wasn't even paying attention. He was like, "Oh, Corgis, they're down the hall at another booth." And they were. And they were, guys. There was a Corgi <laughs> snuggle party booth. You could go and get you could pay a dollar for Corgi kisses. Yeah. Which would mean they would lick your face. And it was <laughs> magical. And I did. I got them to lick my face. It was I haven't watched it since then, sure. which may be the reason I'm sick. Some people right. say it was con crud. I may be thinking it Corgi was the fact kisses. that I, yeah, it may be the fact that I didn't wash my face for a week and a half after getting licked by a corgi. Sure, or shower. Making, Let's just be honest. Or shower. Or for a shower week and a half after the con. You know what? I've made a lot of poor decisions after <laughs> the of, con. A lot of bad hygiene decisions. I'm just in this like this group of uh, of sadness after the con of being like, you know what? I'm not going to do anything but keep this corgi kiss working. Exactly. I want it to. Re- I want to remember this day forever, forever. But what I wanted to get to was not only like because any schmo can get to the con, and we got there and we set up a living room. But we also got to moderate a Q and A panel. We did with the great Peter Macon of the Orville on Fox. That's right. You also may have seen him like Dexter and Shameless. We've talked. We talked about him. I Supernatural think in the last even. episode. That's right. That's right. Yep. Uh, that that one always bypasses me because I don't watch Supernatural as much as everybody <laughs> else does. But I'm sure there's a bunch of fan fans out there because Supernatural's got a crazy huge yeah. fandom, and they all listen to our show. They do every single one. Every as people single. know, if you watch Supernatural, we're a companion podcast in no way. <laughs> just in that statement alone is the only way that we're a companion podcast. <laughs> and, and just by the way, if you repeat it, uh, we have found that the Supernatural creative team will get very upset. Exactly. They so, they very much do not like us to associate ourselves with them as the companion right. podcast. But sure. we are. They just but we don't are, acknowledge it. Right. It's just totally unacknowledged by Supernatural. We're a 100% like, We're it, podcast. but there's a restraining order. Every time you watch an episode, we're like a good wine pairing. Yeah. Every time you watch an episode of Supernatural, you should go listen to an episode of High Five the Podcast. And it's actually, kind of one of those the better way cleanser. to the better way to do it, honestly, I found Q is every time you watch a, an episode of Supernatural, you just play one of our podcasts at the like, same time, like a commentary, and you can mute Supernatural and just listen yeah. to the podcast, and then you can actually just turn off Supernatural and just keep listening to the oh, podcast. I was hoping that's the I was best ask way to you do if it. If it's if it uh, synced like uh, or if it sunk <laughs> like dark so like dark side of the moon and wizard of oz <laughs> what if we what if we have accidentally stumbled upon the fact that with supernatural it's just two guys talking and weird stuff happening around them what if every one of our episodes accidentally seeks like up with their show I, there's only one way to find out all right here's here's a high five challenge everybody if you're out there listening high five challenge we have about roughly uh, 165 170 ep- uh, episodes uh, i don't know how many episodes supernatural had uh, but you should go through and start with episode one of our show and episode one, one of, of their, their show, show and see if they match up. Now, if the first one doesn't match up, just watch episode two, listen to episode two. Now, if that doesn't match up, episode three, listen to episode three. Just right. keep going. Watch every single one of them. Right. 
and see what happens. And at the very least, send us uh, some some videos. Record record yourselves listening to a podcast with Supernatural on mute and send it to us, please. And now we, we would understand. Like I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, this is kind of ridiculous, guys. There are like 15 seasons of Supernatural, and you guys only have 165 episodes of your show. And to that I say, you're right, but you just repeat our show. Right. So once so you get to once, the end of the episodes, just start back over at one. Right. Exactly. I don't know just, why you're asking me that question, listener, because it's so easy. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, Kevin. Stop asking those questions. <laughs> uh, but Thank God we didn't aside, meet a Kevin at the show. Aside from that, Peter Macon is an amazing dude. I know we got a little sidetracked <laughs> there. But also, can we can we throw out, I believe, now I want to I want to preface this. I have not checked the audio yet from our recording from the con. You haven't, but we like worked so hard to get it recorded. I know. I believe that we have audio <laughs> of the Q and A panel with Peter Macon from Ocon twenty nineteen. I think you mean the Q and J panel. Oh snap! Q and A with Q and J and Peter May. Ken. Yep, that's how we introduced it. By the way, guys. <laughs> I don't know if that panel. I don't know if that joke made it in. I think we might have started recording after it, but Jay laid that joke on the audience. And if you can't hear it at the beginning, everyone erupted uproariously. We People had to turn down the volume because it was a standing ovation for the intro joke. Standing Pe ovation. People not and not just on their feet. They were standing on the chairs, they were standing on top of each other. Some guy was fucking levitating. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> and but it was Peter Macon who was levitating, weirdly <laughs> enough. <laughs> then it quickly settled back down into a normal <laughs> panel. None of that was recorded, unfortunately. Yeah, it's just technology. Am I right, guys? Mark, you just had to be there. Um, but Peter Macon was amazing. He told amazing anecdotes, and we would love for the listeners, you guys, to be able to hear this. So, fingers crossed, I will make this deal. This episode comes out on Friday, today. Next Wednesday, if the audio is usable... There will in be any a way, bonus. shape, or form, guys. Right. Any way, shape, or form. Anyway, the there will be a bonus episode of the Q and A from Peter May Cutting with <laughs> Q and J. It was it was a lot of fun, guys. We wish you were there, but the reality is we're going to more cons, so you'll have the opportunity to be there. Um, That's right, and you can also now uh, we learned this from good friend of the show Jason Marsden better known as Max Goof or that guy from every 90s television right. series You ever. know, that guy you love. Uh, hey, Jason, by the way, we haven't talked to you in a while. I love you. Hey, hey, he's currently at a Hypericon. I don't know if mm -hmm. you saw, but he gave us a shout-out when he was at Hypericon. Oh, I didn't uh, see the shout-out. Well, I saw that he was there. He told lots of people to go listen to us. Well, we man, we love Jason. I know. He said his favorite part of our show is the fact that we talk about him on almost every episode. Right. Are, are you being serious? Did he really tell people? Yes, this is real. That's awesome. Everybody go back through. I don't know. He was live streaming from Instagram. I don't know if it's still up there or if he saved the video, but he gave us a nice descriptive like shout out on it and Aww. was like, you should listen to these guys. They're very funny. They have great improv. Uh, if you like movies and pop culture, go listen to them. They're fantastic. I mean, it's all true stuff. I, I'm glad I mean, that he's every, following the script. Every little, I know that we sent him. Yeah. I know he didn't deviate at all, which Wonderful. is great. It's really great. And um, my, my surprise was uh, well received. 
But we've learned, and if you want to hear more of Jason Marsden, aside from following him on all social media. Which you should, by the way. You can also check out our 100th episode, because we did mm-hmm. it with special guest, maybe Jason. against his will, Jason, Jason <laughs> Marsden. You'll have to find out. You'll have to listen to the episode to see. Um, but one thing we have learned from him about the cons is, apparently, you guys can go request us at your cons. So when the cons start a brewing and you start seeing updates, you can send information to their talent people and request that we be at their con. Which would so, be awesome. Just like you do with Jason Marsden, request us. Yeah. Send send us and let us know you want us to be there, but also let the con know you want us to be there. And Sarah B, Darren J, Ryan S, looking at you. We're talking to you guys. Looking at you specifically. Let uh, let the cons in your area know you, you have want now us. raised your hand and become known to us. That was probably a mistake. You have. <laughs> that's right. Good luck. <laughs> So that being said, I know there was a little bit of uh, a misunderstanding at the beginning that I didn't quite understand what made a good con artist or what qualified for being a con artist. Right. You just were completely way out on what that was. I completely misprepared for this episode. I thought we were going to talk con artist movies. Which, you know what? In all fairness, that's understandable. I sure. still am just I- incredibly uh, disappointed in you, but uh, <laughs> but no, no, it's understandable. I mean, and the fact that that movie uh, that's been okay. So there, uh, we all know there's been a lot of new releases lately. This summer has been, you know, it underperformed a little bit in overall box office, but I think there were some tentpole movies. You know, we all went and saw Avengers Endgame, but one of the other tentpole movies, Rebel Wilson's The Hustle. Uh, yes, massive hit. Rebel massive Wilson's hit. The hustle, which everyone's talking about, con artist movies now. They're like, "What in the world?" We're talking the hustle, a remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels with Rebel Wilson and uh, who else is in it? <laughs> that is amazing. I'm not. I'm just gonna leave you on that one. Uh, and Hathaway. I think. Yep. I want to say Anne Hathaway. <laughs> I just loved the fact that you're like. Uh, the Rebel Wilson starring vehicle, The Hustle, also featuring Anne Hathaway. Oscar winner Anne Hathaway. I, okay, in all fairness, <laughs> in all fairness to Anne Hathaway, I forgot a lot about that movie. I just knew that it happened, that it bombed, and that Rebel Wilson was in it. That's totally, that's totally and not, fair. Okay, and let me preface it. Not that I have anything against Rebel Wilson. I thought Isn't It Romantic was very good. I think she's very funny in everything. Oh, she was just the only thing I could. Awesome. The only she was just the only thing I could remember about that movie. That's totally fair. So that movie has recently <coughs> uh, come out. But also talking con movies, there's a couple on the uh, on the the come up. One I recently saw a trailer for it would be Ryan Johnson's Knives Out. I'm so happy you brought this up. Can we just talk about this trailer for a minute? Yes, please. Holy crap, did and it look good. go. One minute. Go. Okay, okay. Okay, this movie, really good. It looks like Chris Evans says bullshit a lot. It's really funny. Daniel Craig, kind of American accent. Mystery, knives out. What? Who is this? I'm going to watch it. <laughs> Perfect. That, that was, was way under. Was a, it was only like 30 seconds. Well, I'm efficient as fuck, man. <laughs> Apparently, that is your new tagline. Jay from Hi-Fi the Podcast. Efficient <laughs> as fuck. Man. 
<laughs> man. But no, like, <laughs> dot, no, dot, the, dot, 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 man. The Knives Out trailer. And so, one, you know, uh, sidestepping the elephant in the room, we all know it's a Ryan Johnson movie. Everyone who listens yes. to the show know that you and I disagree on his most recent film cinematic output. But what I would do that think, be, Jay? Uh, Last Jedi. Oh, um, perfect. I do think, though, that you and I <laughs> agree on the rest of his, his filmography. Oh, definitely. Brother, Brothers Bloom? Yes. And, and, Lo- and Looper? Looper? All his Breaking Bad episodes? All fantastic body of work. And all fantastic what I would call genre pieces. You know? Definitely, for sure, because, hardcore. You know, Brick is sort of the high school drama. It's his take on that. Yeah, uh, no, Looper it's, is, it's it's a it's a uh, it's a noir. Oh wait, noir. It's a, a noir, noir thriller. Yeah. Noir thriller yeah. set in high school in a high in school. In high school, drama. yeah. And then we got Looper, which is his sci-fi movie, which is great. Yeah. Um, Brothers and then Bloom, sort of a con artist movie, kind of, kind of, yeah. Got like a period. Con it's like it's movie. like Wes Anderson. And a con movie had a baby. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. It's very with that. like it's very Wes Anderson esque. Yeah, and then now we've, we're getting Knives Out, which is kind of like an Agatha Christie style mystery. Sure, and this cast is stacked. Holy crap! Like you mentioned, we've got Daniel Craig, of course. We've got Chris Evans, hot off Captain America, and he looks so funny in this. Exactly. Michael got, Shannon, you know how much I love me some Michael Shannon. And he's angry Michael Shannon in this? Come on. He's like reading the sorority girl letter, Michael Shannon. I, if that was just a movie, I would watch it. By the way, if, if nobody knows what we're, if they're like reading a sorority girl's letter, yep. just look, just do a quick Google search on Michael Shannon sorority letter. And, and I promise you, you will it not will, be disappointed. It will make your afternoon. You will not be disappointed. It's got Lakeith Stanfield. Which he looked great. Uh, Tony Collette, who is uh, you know, a big a big favorite of mine. The legend Jamie Lee Curtis. <coughs> it's just it looks Don Johnson? Christopher Plummer. I mean, it's literally it feels like he kind of had like his pick of yeah, I just want this person, this person, Catherine Langford from Thirteen Reasons Why. Right. Jaden Leberher, and he's from it. Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh yeah, he is. He plays. Uh, he plays. He plays uh, um, Eddie, right? No, he's the he's the main kid. Uh, oh, um, uh, uh, Ben, Bill, Bill, Bill. Thank yeah. you, Stutter and Bill. Exactly. That's all. Yeah, I mean, and it's written and directed by Ryan Johnson, which is exciting. Um, not it. Knives no, out. no, 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 <laughs> uh, no. No, that that's written by other people. But no, Ryan Johnson's writing Knives Out and directing it, which is. Looks just great. Now, it does air more on the Agatha Christie side of things, but sure. Ryan Johnson has done his con artist movie, which was Brothers Bloom. Sure. And again, you want to talk about a good cast, you've got Adrian Brody in that. You've got Mark Ruffalo in that. I mean, two leads of a movie that are, they can definitely lead a movie. <laughs> two leads of a movie who are leads of a movie. Who? Okay, there was um, Rachel Weiss was also in that, right? Sure. Who else was in that? Anybody uh, of note outside of that? I don't remember. I'm going to look. Well, let's look up a cast list. So uh, on a side note, though, um, you mentioned The Hustle earlier. You can look up, see if you find more cast people you want to shout out. Um, 
But we were talking about The Hustle, which is a very, very, very widely accepted remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Maybe one of the best comedic caper movies of all time. Yeah, when I think of con man movies, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels immediately comes to mind for a, for a couple of reasons. One was that it was on Comedy Central all the time <laughs> growing up. So sure. this is one of those movies where I remember seeing it. I remember loving it. But also when I watch it now, there are scenes or elements of it that I just do not remember because they were edited for television. Sure. And that just became the version that was cemented in my mind. Sure, I to- and I totally get that. But you've got Steve Martin and Michael Caine. Oh, and just and the 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 premise of the movie. Okay, if anyone's not familiar with Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, you need to go watch it. It's high five recommend for sure. But for sure. The premise of the movie is that uh, uh, is wait is it um, Steve, Steve Martin? Steve yeah. Martin is kind of like a low life. He's an American hustler. con man. Yeah, American right. hustler. And Michael Caine is also a hustler, but he is on a much, like, grander scale. Um, He is, like, a full-time, what I would consider a real con artist. I would say that that Steve Martin is more of, like, a grifter. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. He just, just, like, kind of cons people out of, like, small-time shit. Michael Caine is, like, is, like, the, uh, the, um... Uh, the guy from The Sting. You know, he's like the legendary con man that's running these massive cons. Like, I'm stealing hundreds of thousands of dollars from people oh, after conning them for like a month and a half. Steve, Steve Martin's, Martin's like, I'm like stealing lifting like their wallets bucks. and tricking them into paying <laughs> for my beers at the bar. Right, and exactly. So Steve Martin basically swindles his way into getting trained by Michael Caine, which is great. And then they have a bet. They start to, you know, get at butt heads and they get at each other's uh, throats and they have a bet of who can swindle $50,000 from this mark in the French Riviera. And then the rest of the movie is them trying to out-con each other with this rich heiress. And it's amazingly hilarious. Right. Agreed. So uh, one of the things, though, that is super interesting about this movie, aside from the fact that it's just a really good classic movie, is a lot of people don't realize this movie is directed by one of my all-time favorites, Frank Oz. Um, Frank oh, Oz, yeah. better known as founding member of uh, the Henson crew. Um, he was uh, Yoda in the Star Wars movies. Right. He, he uh, was multiple Muppet characters. Um, Frank Oz is a legend in puppetry circles but aside from that he has also uh directed one of my all-time favorite movies and that would be little shop of horrors he sure the fuck did but he's directed a lot of good ones but little shop death of at horrors. a funeral yep uh, what about bob which is one of my favorites exactly bowfinger uh, frank oz is a is a fantastic director um and just so if that if anybody is Frank Oz fans and has have not seen Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, that is just a, yet another reason to go check out this movie. It's it's comedy classic at its best. It re- it really it really is. Um, another movie, if I can. Uh, oh yeah, please. Another another con artist movie. One of my personal favorites, uh, Matchstick Men. I was hoping this would come up. Now, you know me and, uh, well, Nick Cage, of course. Love sure. me some Nick Cage. But Sam Rockwell. 
anything yes. anything the good old rocks is in, I'm gonna give a shot. Um, and so Matchstick Men was one of those where it was sort of like. I'm not going to compare the movies in theme, but like Lord of War. Do you remember Lord of War? Oh, yes, man. I love Lord of War. But it's go so good. It it was very much under the radar, but it was a great Nicolas Cage and, you know, a Jared Leto pairing. This was a great Nicolas Cage under the radar Sam Rockwell pairing. And it, was, it wasn't like the world wasn't at stake. It wasn't, you know, 37 9-11s uh, as some movies are. It was just a very contained story about con men and one of the con men meeting his estranged daughter. Right. And that was kind of the thing. Now, obviously for a lot of these con movies, if you haven't seen them, we don't want to give away right. the twists. I, this one is definitely one. I don't want to give away the twist on. And that's why, that's why it's hard. I, I love that we're talking about this in this episode. I, I love con movies, con artist movies. Um, but it is tough because I don't want to get too deep into any of them. It's like, For sure. here's the premise. If you haven't seen it, be interested in it. But we're not going to talk about specific scenes because we don't want right. to ruin anything. Well, instead, we can talk about about the behind the scenes. Like you said, you've already mentioned you got Sam Rockwell. You got Nicolas Cage. You got Allison Lohman in one of the first roles that I remember seeing her in prior to Drag Me to Hell, which is one of – my favorite Sam Raimi movies. It's another underappreciated movie. Uh, Alison Lohman's in a bunch of underappreciated stuff. And so, but then behind the camera, just like Frank Oz, you've got Ridley Scott. This is a Ridley yeah. Scott movie. I mean, yes. What in the world? So the fact that this movie was, like you said, kind of a, kind of a under the radar. It wasn't a huge success when it came out. It barely made its budget back. Uh, its budget was sixty-two million. Box office was sixty-five million. Right. So it barely squeaked by as being basically, uh, basically, it barely squeaked by as being very uh, non-profitable. Yes, for it the studio, but yes. it was a very well done movie. It's very, it's great performances, great script. Uh, great director. It's got a. It's got an eighty-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like I mean, I th I think pretty much anyone who watches it can appreciate it. It's just a movie. It's not really offensive, but it is. It's very well made. It's very well acted. But one of the things that I think it does, and we've kind of identified a trend. I want to see if you if if you think so, Q. But this is another one where con artist movies work really really great in pairs or groups. Like oh, for sure. Movies about con artists that are conning each other or con artists against other con men um, like Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Matchstick Men is, you know, a protege in Sam sure. Rockwell and the and the old man is Nick Cage is the old veteran. Um, even things like Ocean's Eleven. It's a group of people putting on cons. Those movies do well in, in con artist movies, a pairing of a protege or con versus con so good. The Sting had that in spades. I love the old uh, um, Paul Newman, uh, uh, Robert Redford. Robert the Sting. Redford. That yeah. one, that's one of the original con artists doing con artists on cons on cons within cons. It's just <laughs> cons on cons on cons. On it's like cons. the inception of con artist movies. It's wonderful. Exactly. Now, another one that I would like to bring up that I feel like is underrated, and I have heard very. Uh, varying god widely varying reports i'm having a problem speaking today um i've heard 
uh, widely varying reports on whether people like this movie or not. It personally is one of my all-time favorites, and that movie is Lucky Number Slevin. A lot of people don't remember this movie, um, but starring the former actor Josh Hartnett. I don't know if he is doing anything anymore. Who knows? After Penny Dreadful, well, one, he retired, and then all of a sudden he was on Penny Dreadful. And then Penny Dreadful ended, and he's like, no, no, I'm still retired. And it's like, but you just did three seasons of a TV show. Exactly, exactly. Um, but it's got it's got uh, Josh Hartnett, it's got Morgan Freeman, it's Bruce got Willis. Bruce Willis, it's got Lucy Liu. I remember it's, I used to have this movie on a bootleg. I had a bootleg copy of Lucky Number Slevin. And if you're looking it up, it's Slevin, guys. S-L-E-V-I-N. Uh, That's and right. It's, Lucky it's, Number Slevin. It's great. So I had a bootleg copy of this that someone had given me, and it was just like UQ. I've never found anyone that either remembers it or thinks about it fondly, but I have nothing but good memories of that movie. I loved it. Uh, I mean, you've got Stanley Tucci in it. You got the Tooch. You've got Ben Kingsley. <laughs> I remember, do you uh, remember that movie? And I don't, th- I think they came out around the same time, but like wild aces or something. I remember yes. there were a couple wild- of movies around this time that came out. with like, here's a bunch of assassins and con artists. Yes. Now, Wild Aces was um, that had uh, was Ryan Reynolds in that? It, I don't know if it was him, but it was somebody like him. Check check that out. Um, but in the meantime, I do want to talk about the director of Lucky Number Slim. Oh, please, please. Um, he is a very interesting director who did a a couple of movies that I really enjoyed, but that floated super under the radar. One of them is Lucky Number Slevin. Shortly after that, he did a movie that almost no one remembers with Chris Evans called Push. Oh, I do remember that. That was where he was like a drug addict lawyer or something, wasn't he? No, Push, he had like telekinetic powers. It was like a mutant oh, wait. movie. I do not remember this movie. You don't remember this? Okay, it had Chris Evans and who else was in it? Uh, Chris Evans uh and I can't remember the girl in it. But I'll look, anyway, I'll look it up in a so, second. It was Smoking Aces, by the way. Smoking Aces. And yes, Ryan so, Reynolds is in it. So uh, Chris Evans plays a a co- a former covert government agent that dabbled in psychic warfare and experimental drugs. Awesome, awesome. And it is a weird, cool movie. Uh, came out in 2009. Check it out. Another Paul McGugan movie. <laughs> or Paul McGowan movie. I, I'm looking at pictures for this movie. Is this, did he have to like protect some girl? In yes. It? Okay. Yes. I did see this. Let me, I'm actually looking it up. Um, Dakota Fanning is yeah, the girl. It, okay. That's what I thought it was, yeah. but I didn't want to say it. Now he did do, um, he also did another kind of twisty movie right before Lucky Number 11 called Wicker Park with Josh Hartnett. Oh, I that, do remember that one because that was uh, that was supposed to be that mystery of you know like oh I saw somebody but I didn't see somebody they never existed exactly um, he's been dead for twenty years it was fine yeah but one of my favorite movies of his is another and we're still kind of in the genre here is uh, Gangster Number One with Malcolm McDowell um it's I'm not familiar r- with it. It's real good. Go check it out. It's Malcolm McDowell and who? Uh, David Thewlis. 
um, from the Harry Potter. I movies. love David Thewlis. Professor Lupin. Um, yeah, it's a it's a real a real good movie. Um, very very underrated. Lots of people don't know about it. Clearly, you didn't know about it. No, um, I was not familiar. I'm gonna go got, look it up though. It's got Paul Bettany in it too. Oh, I love Paul Bettany. Um, it's a good like. Uh, it's just a really good like heist crime gangster movie. So gangster um, number one. Gangster number one. High five okay, recommends, I'll or at least up. half of high five recommends. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Point five, point two point five recommends. Um, but it's yeah, like, I'm definitely adding Lucky Number Eleven to to this to to for our talk about list. Okay, perfect. Uh, I am very happy got, that we talked about uh, that movie. I hadn't thought about that movie in years. It's one of my favorite. Now, can I talk about a recent movie that I saw? That is kind of a please, a, please do a con. Now, I do have a question to ask because I think we're getting into muddy territory here, and I, and you a lot of times can help clear this up for me. Sometimes a con artist movie is also a crime caper movie. So, yeah, like, where I would mean, you draw the line? I can like, understand. for example, Widows, the recent movie Widows. There is some con ness going on artistry. in that movie. Some con artistry going on in that movie. But would that be considered a con artist movie? Would Ocean's 11 be considered a con artist movie? Okay, so here's that's actually a really good question. I'm glad you asked. So here's how I would define it. Here's how I would say it is I would say that there are true like con artist movies. So there's like um you know, matchstick men and the sting that are about con men doing con men things. Sure. Um, then there are movies that are sort of in the middle that are, you know, you have your lucky number Slevins in there. You have, they're more like assassins and crime bosses, but some are con men because they're criminals. And then you have like crime capers that I would say widows is a part of where it's, the story is about the criminals and the and the robbery, but part of the robbery involves misdirection or a lie. And I would say I would for this conversation, I would want to lean more on the on the side of are there people is the movie about people doing a some sort of confidence game? Okay. And that's so that's fair. Ocean's Eleven, I would say, is definitely in because okay. it's about a group of people doing a confidence game. On the casino. Sure. But like something like Lucky Number Slevin, I would say it'd be more on the line of probably not because it's more about assassins, but some of them are lying. Okay. Okay. So Lucky Number Slevin, still recommend not, not maybe not for this maybe not in the top movie. five. Okay. And that's why recommend. that's why I wanted to clarify that because I didn't want to go too far. Plus our people who are listening, I want them to understand what we're talking about when we exactly. say a movie. And so and let me throw we know that everyone watches every movie we recommend, so we don't want to, you know, get the list too long. Exactly. Now, let me throw it a different direction here. Back and I think this is a course correct for me then. Uh, what about Catch Me If You Can? That's the one the one of the ones we hadn't talked about that I wanted to bring up. Okay. I think that's a hundred percent. In, in in this because it's about a con man and then the person chasing that con man. Sure. But and maybe one of the talk about stacked cast. Talk about crap. talk about behind the scenes pedigree. You've got Steven Spielberg. 
Yes, this was this was a good. This was what I would consider a one of top tier Spielberg movies. You've got uh, Tom Hanks, Leonardo DiCaprio, Christopher Walken. Mm-hmm. Like this is like a who's who of Hollywood royalty. Now, okay, so Q, help me a little bit here because sometimes my mind conflates histories. Sure. Around this time with Catch Me If You Can. Was Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio wasn't as big as he is now. Like he was still big. He had done Titanic, right? But he wasn't like the megastar. We need to give this guy Oscars until kind of after this. Wasn't yes, it? I will agree with that totally. He was definitely a uh, talked about star and celebrity. But yes, I do not think he was the. Let's talk about this man must own an Oscar. Right. Um, he had done some movies, some critically acclaimed movies, Basketball Diaries. Uh, yeah, uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Like, I exactly. think people knew he was a good actor. But, but he this definitely like, propelled him into, like, top-tier stratosphere. That's what I – and that's how I remember it. Because I remember he had the beach and everyone was like, oh, yeah, cool. Way to go, Danny Boyle, I guess. Sure. And then he had some other things. But I remember when this came out, people were like, oh, that Leo guy can, like, run a movie. Right, he's going toe-to-toe with Tom Hanks, who is, like, Hollywood's golden boy. Yes. And now, not only was that movie great, a lot of quotable lines, like the I concur, um, was, was is wonderful. What are my favorite? Um, I concur. But I do think, and, and let's not get too far off of Catch Me If You Can, but this is an, another interesting trend I've noticed that makes con men movies work. Sure. Is I think a con man, con man, con woman, con person movie, you have to base it around a strong actor or or set of actors. I would totally agree with and that. And I think that every you know obviously all the way back to the Sting, Paul Newman and Robert Redford top top Hollywood legends, but even like newer ones like Focus, you've sure. got to anchor that on like Will Smith and is it Margot Robbie in that movie? Um Who's it, in? you have um oh god. I had her name 2 seconds ago. She was she was Lois Lane in Superman. Um no, no, Will Smith and Margot Robbie. I'm looking oh, at. oh, wait, I'm sorry. I, I thought we were back on to Catch Me If You Can again. No, 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 no. I'm thinking, I was, I was, I was mentioning the Will Smith The focus. focus. Yeah. Yeah, it's Margot Robbie. Okay, yes. So, like, you anchor it in great actors, and I think you have to, but Catch Me If You Can that's is That's not that a same great way. movie, though. I think that's why I blocked out that you jumped to that movie. No, I'm, like, just, I'm just saying confidence. About? Yeah, con man yes. movies. Yes, Like, even the bad ones. No, they have to have strong actors in the lead roles. Sure. Or it's not going to work. I totally agree. 100%. And so back to Catch Me If You Can, Tom Hanks and Leo DiCaprio, with as strong of a cast as they have around them, those two people can anchor a con man movie. Who, who is it that I'm thinking of? The actress, Red Hair. Uh, she was in Arrival. She was in... Amy Adams? Yes, thank you. There Amy you go. Adams is a, has a large role in Catch Me If You Can as well. Yes. She plays she plays his uh wife? Gonna I, be wife? Yeah. Something the like nurse that. that falls in love with him when he's pretending go. to be a doctor. That's the better way to put it. But we also like co- to completely skipped over the fact that Martin Sheen is in the movie too. Oh, that's right. I did forget about that as her father. Yeah. Um it's a it's a brilliant movie. If you haven't seen Catch Me If You Can, Go see it. I think they even turned it into a Broadway musical. Wouldn't surprise me. You know Uh, what? Fine. That dude lived a crazy life. Frank Abagnale. It's based on a true story, by the way. Go check out this dude's life. It is utterly fascinating. And 
I recently rewatched this movie with Haley, and we were talking about it. Um, it is something that could have only happened and existed in the time period that it happened. In. Which I love that that's the case because of like the way that he did the check fraud. Right. We just can't have that now. You just right. can't do that nowadays because routing numbers don't work the same. And we and have immediate because, connections. And because of his existence. Yeah. He is one of the ones that created post – well, I guess we can go into a little spoilers. This movie's been out for a really long yeah, time. Yeah, come and on. You, okay, guys, if you're getting mad at us because we're ca- we're spoiling 2002's Catch Me If You Can. I mean, your, you've, you've had 17 years yeah, to watch this movie. Keep your pants on. Um, he – Frank Abagnale is one of the ones he ended up working for uh, the government and helping to develop all these processes to stop uh, forgers. And that was that is such an interesting end to me for a right. con man's life to go from working on one side of the law to working on the other side of the law, basically doing the same thing. Well, it's just it was so great because the real story, like you said, is that he was the best con man in the world at this type of forgery. Yeah. And when they caught him, instead of, I mean, they obviously jailed him. He was punished for his crimes, sure. all of that, of course. But they, they were like, hey, do you want to help us stop other people from doing this, considering you're the best at this? You can think of ways that we haven't even thought of. And he's like, yeah. And he did. He like revolutionized like the forgery uh, monitoring system. And was able to go on living a normal <sighs> life. Like, he got yeah. out of prison to work for the government and then went on to be very successful working for the government. So not only did he live an insane life as a teenager, and that's the craziest thing. He was doing all of these things as a teenager. Teenager like he was in like, early 20s. He was like 17 year old, 17 years old, I think, impersonating an airline pilot. And a doctor. Which is, he's Doogie Hauser. He's the real <laughs> Doogie Hauser. He's a real life criminal Doogie Hauser. Well, I guess Doogie Hauser <laughs> would have been a criminal too. Um, can we talk about another movie uh, moving on from from a cinema classic to another maybe less well-known movie, uh, Gr- The Grifters? Okay, you know what? I saw this one when I was doing a little preliminary research for this episode. I saw this pop up. That's the one with Angelica Houston, John Cusack, uh, yep. Annette Bening. That's yep. that one, right? Yes. I've never seen this. Oh, my God. That, well, then, then I the, definitely don't want to spoil it. Well, no, no, don't spoil it, but it's early 90s, right? Like early nineties. Okay. It's like early early nineties. I think it's ninety. Even. Ninety or ninety one or something like that. I remember this movie coming out. I know the poster, and it's possible I saw it on TV, but I I can't say that I've seen this movie. Right? Is it John, good? It's real good. John Cusack plays Angelica Houston's son, and he is a kind of small time con con artist um, who does like shitty like sleight of hand kind okay. of tricks. Okay. Okay. Um and his girlfriend is Annette Benning. Okay. So he is Matt Damon in Ocean's 11. Yes. <laughs> and Annette Benning is uh is uh Julia Roberts. Yes. Okay, cool. Keep going. Um and it's super and so they're just like a con artist family basically. Angelica Houston is con artist, her son is a con artist, his girlfriend is a con artist. Awesome. Um and so basically it's it's kind of a um I don't want to say a dirty rotten scoundrel situation. Like a family drama. Yeah, they, family all, they all kind of converge and as you can imagine, 
twists are had, con artists, con other con artists. Okay. I need to watch it. It's real good, man. It's would it, a really good movie. Not to segue, but to kind of segue, would it make the top five? Are we ready to make a top five, or are there more that you want to bring up? Uh, we can make a top five. I, I do. I feel like we're missing a bunch here, so hold on. Let me just do one more like sweep, because I don't want to... This is a good one where I'm sure people are going to be screaming at right. their... At their speakers, which is my favorite part, is that they're screaming, scream at the speakers, guys. I can hear you. I promise. They're going to be like, you didn't, you didn't mention this. You didn't mention this. Um, We've got to mention some of the more recent um, additions, American Hustle. Oh, right. What do you think of American Hustle, by the way? It's fine. That's kind of what I thought. I was like, okay, I, I, I enjoy all the actors in it. I like the caliber of people behind the camera. I didn't like the movie as much as I thought I was going to. Exactly. And it, like I said, it's, it's fine. Um, I know it's high rated and well regarded. Um, I don't know. Just not, not one of my, not one of my favorites. Right. Right. Um, you've got dirty rotten scoundrels. We mentioned matchstick man. We mentioned, um, just trying to make sure we don't, I want to make sure that we don't miss any, you know, uh, just let me mention this movie just so people can stop screaming at their speakers. Uh, sure. A fish called Wanda, I would consider more in like the crime thriller, sure area. Now there is now a, one, uh, there's a grifter in it. I think uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is yeah. Sure. Her yeah. character is a grifter in a fish called Wanda, but it's not about con artists. It's about some cla- crime. Some classics that we didn't mention: The Hustler, oh with right. Paul Newman and Jackie Gleason. Man, that Paul um, Newman, he was in all these good ones. And then the kind of sequel to that, The Color of Money, with Paul Newman and Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. I did like that one. That was pretty good. Um, that's, some, that's some cool, like, uh, pool hustling. Now, speaking of pool hustling, can I talk about one that I really liked? Have you ever seen Pool Hall Junkies? No. What is okay. that? Um, it was a – hold on. Let me make sure that I'm remembering this correctly. Um, it was a movie that came out in the early 2000s. Yep, 2002. It's got Chaz Palminteri, Christopher Walken. Okay. Uh, and it's a, a billiards player basically ends his friendship with a con man who taught him how to play, how to sh- shark people at pool, and all hell breaks loose. Okay, interesting. And it's real fucking good and interesting. It it's um, a definite recommend from me. Um, but yeah, Pool Hall Junkies is starring Mars Callahan and directed by Mars Callahan, who went on to do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will have to check that out. You know, as we've been sitting here, now that I'm racking my brain trying to think of more that we didn't talk about, I thought of two that are in your sort of realm of musicals. And I think that's why I didn't think of them originally. But both I would consider great and classics and staples of American cinema. One is The Music Man. Okay. That whole thing's about a con artist coming to town. totally right. And then the second one, which I am more happy about, is The Producers. Oh, good call. Oh, dude, another one. How did we not think of Trading Places? Oh, my God. What? Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, come on. That one is another one that was like all the time on uh, on Comedy Central. For I've sure. seen Trading Places oh. so many times. Oh my god! Uh, 
yeah. So I would say we've pretty much at that point, uh, we can talk about the one Cohen brothers flop that I am aware of to their name, which is <laughs> lady, the killers? lady killers. Oh man. Did you see lady killers? I did. I don't know what anybody's doing in that crazy cast though. JK Simmons, uh, Marlon Wayans, Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks doing yeah. the worst Colonel Sanders impression I've ever seen. <laughs> I agreed. It's a weird movie. It is not okay. There's like no. not not much about that movie that's even close it's to redeeming. okay. So I think at that point, now that we've thrown out these last minute kind of like things we want to acknowledge just so people aren't like, you didn't even mention this. It's like, listen, guys, there's a lot of these. And if you were a huge, huge, huge fan of the Gene Hackman output Heartbreakers, we're sorry. We're not yeah. going to talk a lot about Heartbreakers. And honestly, if you don't get what you want, consider yourself conned by this Booyah! list. Take a leap of faith and watch more movies. <laughs> now listen to our list. This is where we make a list. The list. List. All right, so let's do it, man. Let's let's list the top five con artist films. All right, so let's let's start by each just saying one that we think has to be somewhere in the top five. There's a lot that we've thrown out, but we let's each pick one that the other can't veto. I think unanimously catch me if you can. I don't even think you want to veto that. I, I don't want to veto that. Um, catch me if you can. Definitely on there. I uh, would the sting. Okay, that was gonna be my death. Sorry, I'm just running down them. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I love it. That's the one that I wanted. That was gonna be my. That has to be on here. It's a classic. It is a seminal. Ver- it is a seminal con artist movie. Um, I would say Dirty Rotten Scoundrels has to be on there. As a comedy, as a comedy fan, as a comedy output, sure. um, definitely overall, there was a lot that came after it. You know, we mentioned Heartbreakers. We mentioned The Hustle. There were a lot that have taken what Dirty Rotten Scoundrels did and tried to redo it, and I don't think every, anyone's ever matched it. I would love to put Matchstick Men on there, honestly. I think uh, s- simply for the fact that it's a criminally underrated an under-talked-about movie. I think it was fantastic. You know what? As an indie entry, yeah, I'm actually fine with it. Uh, well, you say indie, but it was directed by Ridley Scott. I know, really but I mean, it feels, like, it feels like an indie movie, though, doesn't it? Like, it does. There's not a lot of special effects. There's not a lot of explosions. It's not crazy camera work. It's more of a confined character story. Sure. Um, I think, and so... Uh, I think as a character drama, that's definitely our one. Right. As co- for our comedy, I will have to say you're going to go between Trading Places and um, uh, I just said it. Dirty uh, Rotten Scoundrels? Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Thank I would you. say that The Producers is in that mix as well. So it would be between Trading Places, The Producers, or Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I would say if we're talking uh, – Con artists, producers is out because they yeah. were just they were conning people, but they were they weren't a con people. artists. They were like right. accidental con artists. Dirty rotten scoundrels and trading places are actually kind of about con right. artists doing con artist things. I, I would probably vote, and this is going to sound dumb, but I would probably vote for dirty rotten scoundrels because there are more okay. con artists in it. That's fair. I just want I <laughs> want I don't, con artists. I don't want people. Shouting at us once again, being like, you didn't even consider it. We did consider trading places. Yeah. Ultimately, we have decided Dirty Rotten Scoundrels earns it more on that place. Now, 
there's a handful others that we've mentioned. You know, we talked about color of money. We talked about pool hall junkies. You had I mentioned- think color of money's got to be out. Okay, it out. was a sequel to the Hustler, yeah. which is amazing. So okay, so there's the Hustler, but also there is um, the Grifters. Now I haven't seen that one, so I will rely on your quality assessment of it's, it if it should be in the top real five. It's good, man. It is real good. I mean, but is it I don't better know that than it like Ocean's off. Eleven. Yes, I okay. like it better than Ocean's Eleven, but that's not saying a lot. I'm not a spoiler alert, everybody. I'm not a huge fan of the Ocean series. Mm. The first They're one I think fine. is good. After that, they kind of they go super off the rails. Sure, and I didn't see Ocean's Eight. Oh no, neither the, did I. Um, but yeah, so that that's that's not up there for me. Um, Grifters is good. Do how many spots do we have left? Just one. one. We've got one. Shit. So we've got Catch Me If You Can, The Sting, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Matchstick Men, and we've got space for one more. All right. Well, then I don't feel bad. I think we've got to – because I think we need to at least consider The Hustler. I mean, it's Jackie Gleason. It's yeah. Paul Newman. They're pool sharks. It's like a really tense, really great movie. I would say we've got to put that one up against The Sting because I think those two movies kind of occupy the same space. You know what right. I mean? Both classics – both classic actors, um, both giving performances of their lives kind of situation. I I couldn't agree more, um, you know, and not to take anything away from The Hustler at all. If we're looking at this list kind of trying to be very granular to con artistry, sure. I would probably say The Sting. Because okay. while pool hustling and pool playing and championships is a type of hustle. Sure. I think the the level of conning and the level of staging that went into the sting, like with the whole racetrack setup and the sure. con within a con within a con, um, I just think that one is more cemented in that world. All right. Well, then I think with that criteria, it's got to be the Grifters. <gasps> I'm totally fine with that. So here, let me read. Let me read what I've got in the order that I've got it, and then we can rearrange. Okay. Right now, I've got number one is Catch Me If You Can. Number yes. two is The Sting. Number three is Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Number four is Matchstick Men. And number five is The Grifters. I would probably switch The Grifters and Matchstick Men. But other than that, I think that's a pretty great order. I might I might want to vote for The Sting being number one and Catch Me If You Can <laughs> being number two. I think you're going to have to fight me for that one because I think – the I think Catch Me If You Can doubles down on the fact that not only was it a great heist movie, but it's a real. Story. It's a true story. Yeah, you know what? I don't want to fight. I'm I'm not in the mood to fight today. <laughs> we had a great con. We we we. Boom! Hugged, I just conned you out of the first place choice. I'm totally fine with that. Catch Me If You Can can stay number one. The Sting is number two. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is number three. Four is The Grifters, and five is Matchstick Men. I love I'm, it. I'm fine with this list. I think it's really good. If people want to see what a good con artist movie can be, this is the, these are the five that they should watch. Go watch them all right now. Turn off this episode and go watch them and right now. And while you're watching them, make sure that you're reaching out to cons in your area and asking yep. them to have High Five Cole on the podcast as vendors and as artists. And also, reach out to us. Let us know if you know of a cool con <laughs> that maybe we don't know of in your area that you'd like to come visit us at. We want the title of Con Men. Whether that's the the r- correct definition of it or not, we want to be con artists. We want to be con men. 
Yep. Watch these con movies and have us come to a con in your town. High five colon the podcast colon professional con men. Doing it. Now get out of here. Bye. Tricked you. It's the end of the episode. That's that the twist. Con- Here's the Is twist. That how cons work. Here's the twist. I've been actually Q the whole time. And I've been Jay. We have reached the end of another High Five, the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably, knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast. On Twitter at high the number five the podcast. Instagram at high five the podcast. Or on Letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love. What's the worst that could happen? Swollen perineum? Maybe. See you next week. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.